What a wonderful children's time, and what a great way to lead into our next passage that we are going to read this day. It comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. For everything there is a season, there is a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What gain have the workers from their toil? I've seen the busyness that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds. Yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it is God's gift that all should eat, drink, and take pleasure from their toil. So as I was thinking about this passage, uh, and was really trying to think about all the different things that this tells us, uh, you know, and looked at the fact that we are facing a new year, many questions came to mind. You know, I started to begin to ask myself, you know, what do I see in the year ahead? What am I looking forward to? What am I excited about? What am I anxious about? What am I uh, fearful about? You know, how do I see this upcoming year? And, you know, the way we answer that question tells us a lot about who we are foundationally. It tells us about what we trust, what we put our faith in. You know, life is is very complicated. I went uh, last night. My wife said, "Okay, it's New Year's. We're going to do something. I go. Daphne, I have to preach tomorrow, so I don't want to do too much. She goes, well, we're going to do something. We're going to go to a movie. I said, okay, I'll go to a movie, thinking, okay, I can go to this movie. I can be just peaceful and calm and just, uh, and just kind of veg out for a while. Well, she took me to see Fences. I tell you, that movie is extremely powerful. That's an incredible movie. I recommend you all to go see it at some time because it really does deal with, in our world, the brokenness. The struggle to deal with all that is broken and still find humanity in the midst of that brokenness. And I really, it, it, I was uh, telling Pastor Valerie that it's too much to process to really break down today because I just, it was just saw it last night. But I, re- I recommend you all to go see that movie because it does address that whole issue of how to be human in the midst of all that is wrong, all that is broken, all the things, and, and also hold on to what is good, enjoy the things that are of value. So, you know, as we look at this new year, and I think about how to do that, one of the greatest teachers in my life has always been the the natural world around me. As a kid, I grew up on the Gulf Coast. I grew up down in Angleton, and it was only 15 minutes from the Gulf of Mexico. And I can remember from a very young age learning that uh, the ocean was both beautiful and powerful. It was both something to enjoy, but also something to respect. I can remember many wonderful days of going down to the beach and laying in the tide 
and just feeling the rhythm of it coming in and going out, coming in and going out, and being at such peace. I can also remember sometimes when I got into rip currents or, or bad t- uh, tides that I was scared. It scared me to death to think about what could happen. But one thing I earned, learned very early on growing up in that environment was that you had to be in rhythm with that environment. You had to go with what came. You had to, to acknowledge the power that comes in the natural world around you. And as I began to learn that lesson, it made it much more clear to me how to be in relationship with God. To know what that relationship's about. To know that there's a rhythm to that relationship. To know that there's going to be good and bad things that, that happen in life. But ultimately, that, that my life is to be in God's hands. You know, another time I can think of is one time when we were out in Colorado. And uh, we were out there with my wife's family. And we were staying in Breckenridge. And we decided to uh, go climb the peak near there. I can't think of the name of it at this time. But it's a, a 13,000 foot peak. And I thought, sure, let's go. And so we go out there, and it was, it was incredible. You know, it was difficult going up. It was an amazing journey all the way. And once you summited, and when you got to the top, and you looked out at everything, it was amazing to see everything around you. And, you know, I thought, man, this is incredible. This is wonderful. But I can tell you, about halfway down that mountain, my knees were very unhappy with me. And I was beginning to wonder if it was really worth it. And that was that moment when I'm like, what am I doing? I'm sitting here in the middle of the most incredible view of nature, and I'm worried, and I'm focused on the struggle and the pain. So I took the time to look up and look around me. I took the time to, to put aside those, those things in me, the pains that I was feeling, and look at the natural beauty around me. And again, that made me think about all the rhythms of life. You know, our life is, 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 has rhythms to it. Sometimes we're on that climb going up to that, that apex. Sometimes we're on that, that journey to the top, to that summit. Sometimes we're on that part of the path. Sometimes we're up at the summit where we're looking out and, and we're taking in the incredible beauty. We're thinking about all the wonderful things in life. And then sometimes we're on that journey down that hill where it's a struggle, it's a difficulty. And we need to take time and look around us and realize that there's beauty even in the midst of the pain and the struggle. So, you know, both those things in my life were very impactful points where nature spoke to me in, in different ways. And throughout my life, it's always been that way. I've always found a lot of, of uh, solace in, in finding a peaceful place out in God's creation so that I could be at peace in knowing and understanding my relationship, you know, who I am and whose I am and how that relationship should guide my, my day each and every day. And so, you know, the real challenge is, as we look at the new year ahead of us, and we think about what God is calling us to, what's God's plans or intentions for us, what we should do with our days and our time, you know, it's, it's, real, uh, it's a challenge to balance being proactive. It's a challenge to be proactive in how we live, but not trying to force our will on what lies ahead. You know, I know that I can be controlling as anyone else. I know that I can, in my moments and on the things that I, I'm passionate about, I can try to force my will upon those things. But in my life, I've found out very quickly, the more that I try to force my will, when it's not God's will, it doesn't work out well. And then I get to the end of that and I look back and say, where did it go wrong? 
And it's really clear to me at this point in my life, at this stage, that I was forcing a round peg in a square hole. And sometimes, you know, we do that. Sometimes we get so consumed at at being proactive and moving forward that we forget to focus on what is God's intention, what is God's will, what is God's direction. And sometimes we become overwhelmed with just things that are very difficult and heavy in life. Sometimes the stress of life, the reality of life, bears down on us. But, you know, again, just as Pastor Dean had told the children at children's time up here, you know, God is with us in all those moments. You know, what God promises us is that no matter what we go through, God is beside us. God is there for us to turn to, to cling to. Sometimes all we can do is cling. Sometimes all we can do is abide and hold on as tight as possible and, and just trust that, that by doing so, we will, we will go, take the next step. We will go to the next place. Some of these things in life are very, very overwhelming and very, very uh, hard to, to move past. But God says, I'm here for you, even in the midst of those. Cling to me, trust in me, and you can move forward. And even in the midst of the most difficult situations that life will throw at you, even the hardest times that you will face. But also, God tells us not to forget God in the joy, not to forget God in the happiness. You know, we are told that we are, crea- we are created in God's image. And to me, what that really means is that we are created in God's character. That, that what brings us happiness and joy, what brings us difficulty and struggle, are the things that, that, that God feels as well. That God experiences alongside with us. God mourns when we mourn. God celebrates when we celebrate. What God's desire is that our relationship would draw us into God's presence in the midst of all of those moments. That in every single one of those moments that we would be in a relationship with God, no matter what those moments are. And I know that, that for me, I can attest to the fact that that's all, sometimes extremely difficult. You know, I know there's many times as a, the, the broken human being that I am, I get lost in my own self-direction, my own self-interest, and my own thoughts. And then I look back on it and say, you know, what, what was I doing? You know, how did I get so adrift? You know, sometimes when I was young and I'd be in the, um, playing in the beach and I would just be uh, lost and consumed in playing, I would uh, wash ashore and realize that I'm miles from where I've, I'm supposed to be. You know, I mean, I, the current had carried me away. And sometimes life is like that current that just carries us away and we're miles from where, you know, uh, you know where we are in, in God's presence and we acknowledge in God. And we have to find our way back. But the truth is, we don't have to find our way back blindly. God is there calling us, just like the prodigal son. God is calling us home. God wants us to be in God's presence. God wants us to be in relationship with God. It's the greatest desire God has for us is to be in relationship with God. And so, as we face this new year and we think about that, we think about what that means for us. You know, we have the lovely Revelations passage that brings this wonderful picture. When brokenness will be no more. No matter what that brokenness is in your life, it, it, it will be no more. There will not be the pain. There will not be the sadness. There will not be the disease, the illness. And that's the promise God holds for us. God knows that at this time in our life, we, we have things that are, are very difficult and painful. And we struggle. And we make our way through life. But God promises us a hope that is greater than those things. God promises us a reality that is greater than those things. 
And we need to remember that we're not defined by our situation. We're not defined by the circumstances we find ourselves in. But we are defined ultimately by God and our relationship to God. Those circumstances and situations form our character if we allow God to work with us through those. They're important. They're, they're valuable. They don't, you know, they have meaning. But they don't define us. They are not who we are. Who we are is a child of God. Who we are is God's beloved. So as we go into this new year together, as we go forward into uh, this new year together, I encourage us as a church to hold on to that truth. Even as we still see the, the, uh, the sanctuary adorned for the celebration of the advent of Christ, live the incarnate reality of Christ's presence in your life each and every day. Let us all live the incarnate reality of God in our lives each and every day. And let us as a community, as we journey, because the journey is as important as the destination, because the journey is where we learn how to, to live in the reality of being human with each other. And it's where we learn how to really value the wonderful things in life in contrast to the other things that we face. So let us journey together in a way that celebrates that. And let us hold on to the promise and truth that we are defined by something greater than our circumstances. And let it be with us as we move into this new year ahead. Amen.